0: Hello, and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that normally explores compelling themes and some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Chris. I'm Brittany. And this week, unlike our typical episode format, we'll be having a special edition where we discuss The Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald.
1: Yes, yeah. indeed.
0: This is obviously the second in this, this five-part story that's happening of The Fantastic Beasts. And we, we did go back and rewatch the original. Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of catch up, which I appreciated doing. I think I, I liked it better on the second watching.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so too.
0: Hopefully this one will have the <laughs> same <laughs> results because, yeah, overall I wasn't super impressed with the film.
1: Agreed. Me um, neither.
0: <laughs> so, uh, but we'll, but we'll kind of do a breakdown of, of the points that we, we thought were misses and then maybe end on some hits and some things that we did enjoy about the, the movie. I guess yeah, let's start with with kind of our the things that we're disappointed in or that we weren't super big fans of.
1: Where to start? Where <laughs> to start? Yeah. Well, I think
0: Obviously, this is also going to be very spoilery. So, if you haven't seen yeah. it yet and you don't want to be spoiled, uh, skip this don't or be just let, keep keep it in the queue for a bit, yeah.
1: So, I don't know. I think part of it was just like it just seemed a lot like all over the place. Like there was a lot going on to the point where you didn't really get to delve into like new characters that were introduced really at all. So then if bad things happen to some of them, it doesn't have the same impact as if you knew more about them. And so I think that that was definitely a a negative aspect. And I, I think Something that Harry Potter, the Harry Potter series did so well was that it made you care about so many of the characters so that if any of them died or just tragic things happened, like it was really sad mm-hmm. and and it did have a big impact. And, and that's just wasn't the case here. Mm-hmm. And so it's like these type of characters can exist, but they just didn't do it.
0: Yeah, agreed. I, th- I think that like Lita and Yusuf are the the clear examples of that, right? Of these mm-hmm. new characters who clearly are gonna, supposed to have a lot of emotional weight to the movie that I just didn't have that buy in for in regards to their stories. Like they, they sure they were kind of interesting stories and, and interesting ways of broadening the Wizarding world. But the characters themselves, like, I didn't know how to feel about them for most of the movie, especially with the, the kind of chaos of everything going on. Where, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, there, there was enough time or space given to them to make us actually care and make, make it actually feel powerful.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, in, in some ways, it just seemed like they were trying to force plot points mm. instead of it makes narrative sense. So, for example, the whole, like, Lita feeling guilt over her brother, <laughs> like, that whole storyline didn't make sense mm-hmm. about, like, switching the babies. It seemed like what they were trying to do was have her have some guilt, but not most of the guilt.
0: Or, or, or still make sure that she can, you know, be sympathetic to the to the audience so that she didn't do something so terrible that we couldn't be sympathetic still, but still doing something that she would feel guilt over.
1: Yeah. But it it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, you no. Know. And then Queenie, mm-hmm. unless they're doing something more to her, which they haven't really, uh, we'll see if that happens. It's just this small promise of you know, you could, like, love whoever you want, like, leads her to that. Well, why don't you just try to immigrate to the UK? Like, mm-hmm. that that's a better course of action than being like, oh, well, you're saying this clearly, like, racist stuff against muggles, even though you're, like, kind of transforming it to make it sound less bad, but still anyone should be able to tell that it's still bad. Yeah. And so just, again, that, that plot point doesn't make sense either.
0: I totally agree. I think that that there wasn't enough there. And it, it, it also really kind of simplified her character into only caring about this one thing. And that's marrying uh, mm-hmm. Kowalski, you know. Which, sure, I, I like their romance actually quite a bit. But mm-hmm. I think that when you simplify her down to that, it, it's really problematic, you know. Because she could be so much more, you know. I think, like... Literally, could have had the exact same outcome but made it more interesting if instead of it being that she was doing this because Grindelwald was saying some vague things about letting people love how they want, if it was that she was surrounded by all of these people who are going in and and finding logical reasons to go with Grindelwald, you know? Like, he he was seducing them and they started becoming so on board that she got just kind of affected by this groupthink of being involved, being around this this many people who had that similar thought, and that affected her in a way as an empath, right? As a Legilimens. That, I think, might be a more interesting way of doing, you know, of having her join up with Grindelwald, that she's actually affected by her unique power set, something that's actually important to her character, rather than just, yeah, these these vague promises that she can't actually, like, like going with Grindelwald doesn't help her do that because Kowalski's not going with her anyway.
1: Yeah, and it just seems like, it's making her super gullible.
0: Mm.
1: Her character can could kind of come off that way anyway. And so then to just like kind of confirm it is not ideal. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that there's probably going to be a lot more with Nijini. So I'm not as like, okay, they didn't do anything with that either. Mm. So it's, it seems like there'll be more, so...
0: I wish they did do more with her, Agreed. but I imagine that. But they didn't do anything that is just, like terrible, in my opinion. Like you know, I think that it's it's unfortunate that essentially her whole character was also surrounded around her love for a man, essentially. You know, mm-hmm. but I wish that and I'm hopeful that they'll, they'll do more with her in the future. Um, and I think that that the performance was was really well well done there. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. I think that your point on on kind of putting in plot elements just because they want that element in there is is really apt. Like, I, I think I made a comparison to you of feeling like, it feels like a movie that was written by committee. There are mm-hmm. lots of different voices who all want to put their say in. J.K. Rowling is the only written, is the only credited writer on the movie. And so maybe that's true, but I can also see her kind of getting input by producers and the studio and all these kinds of things that, of this is what we want in this movie and kind of being influenced to add in things to a basic structure that, yeah, helped to add to that chaos in a lot of ways. I think that that the entire character of Yusuf doesn't really have a a really strong narrative arc. And so much of what happens there seems so kind of haphazard, narratively. Like, him having that eye issue with the thing in his eye. Like, that didn't come from anywhere. It didn't go anywhere. It was just something Mm -hmm. that kind of debilitated him. But they ended up debilitating him right afterwards. So it just didn't make really a lot of sense into why that was taking up time there.
1: hmm Well, when you didn't go into time building the characters. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like Newt's brother, I don't remember what his name is at this point.
0: Aurelius or something?
1: Something. He's just kind of thrown in there so it's, oh, there's some conflict with the brothers. And, oh, look, now he's going to be sad because his fiancé is dead.
0: Yeah, and, and, like, I guess to give him that line at the end of, I I know who, which side I'm on now or whatever, but even that line was, like, so is that line is that the side against Grindelwald or is it, like, his brother's side? Like, he cares more about family now after seeing this family being torn apart? Like, it still isn't clear enough,
1: mm-hmm. which I
0: think shows that they haven't done enough scaffolding in the narrative to to make that a powerful moment.
1: Agreed. And there's no point of having lita's character there except to create this like oh at the end someone died for this Mm -hmm. yeah she she, her character wasn't developed enough if they had introduced her in this movie and then developed her character through the next movie and then she died you know protecting people that that would make an impact but but here it didn't and i mean i think that they definitely could have done something i think it, it it would be super interesting yeah kind of this like flashbacks to old hogwarts days mm. and and understanding how she turned out how she turned out and and why and those reasons and you know how she went from being super close with newt to then being uh, together with his brother and you know all of that like if if you actually put that into the storyline then then that could have been an interesting character but, yeah, but... it was
0: yeah but it just that... wasn't I totally agree, because instead I feel like their flashbacks and, and, and basically all of her, most of her scenes were her giving other characters the opportunity to have character development. So Newt, explaining what was going on with Newt, you know, mm-hmm. in his flashbacks, and then ex- and, and having him a character that he could kind of branch off of and showing why he cares about her. And then in the present day one, where she's talking to Dumbledore, it's more important to talk about, like, his family there, you know, or it feels that way, because... Hers, I, I I, mean, you don't know really know well where it's coming from. This huge mm-hmm. thing of, I'm wicked, like, it, it just doesn't seem understandable, you know? It seems like it's it's very scripted.
1: And we didn't need Dumbledore to talk about his own thing, because if you've read the books, you already know that.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's one of those, like, wink moments of, like, oh, yeah, it's Dumbledore and this thing that we know about him. <laughs>
1: But yeah, that that's the thing. It's like he does he doesn't need that character development. Like mm-hmm. his character already had that developed before. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, and then obviously there's the elephant in the room of Grindelwald.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was not impressed. Obviously, I went in not enjoying the fact that Johnny Depp was in these movies exactly it's not like he did anything to prove me wrong like he didn't do anything to, to like show like oh no he's a good enough actor that we should not worry about the fact that he's a horrible human being I no. mean he
1: didn't do a terrible job but he didn't blow me away he wasn't Grindelwald as you know as the books seemed to portray him
0: right not and not to mention that idea like i I was kind of saying that facetiously because i think that even if you are a brilliant actor you should still be held accountable for being a terrible human being Uh, but he's not even that you know (laughs) um in this role at least and and so i think that that yeah because because grindelwald is supposed to be so charming and so persuasive and so charismatic and all these things and Mm -hmm. i just didn't see any of that from him Mm -mm. i saw creepy for most of it
1: we already had that with voldemort Mm -hmm. you should show a different sort of villain Mm -hmm. right one that gains power in other ways and like yeah i know that voldemort was supposed to have been like super charming when he was at school and whatnot but like they didn't really do that much either Mm -hmm. in the movie in the movies at least i think it would have been much more interesting if they had shown a charismatic person mm-hmm. rising to power. I mean, especially in these times, right? <laughs> like that yes. it's not necessarily what people are saying, but it's how that they're saying it that get people to have followers. So
0: Yeah, the the narrative is obviously very topical to kind of the issues that we're dealing with right now. J. K. Rowling's Twitter feed against Trump is legitimately hilarious <laughs> on the regular. <laughs> which I appreciate, yes. you know? But Grindelwald isn't a good step in for Trump or for fascism or for these kinds of things because he doesn't have that, he doesn't ha- earn that cult of personality through that performance.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's a thing. It's just like, why are all of these people watching convinced like, oh, this is a good thing rather than this is a creepy guy. I must really hate all of the muggles or else I wouldn't go with him. Right.
0: Know? But they didn't do enough to... to put that in there and Mm -hmm. and and structure that in beforehand of where we see actual like wizard on muggle hatred or upsetness you know like we don't see there's so many people in that room at the end scene that we don't see any of their like rationale for being in there and i also just another issue i have is that all those auras get killed by the fiend fire or whatever it was that he was using Mm -hmm. and the only ones who are able to defend themselves are the named characters like (laughs) <laughs> so many people die in that scene from something that they're able to shrug off fairly easily why Why are these ones the only ones who are able to do that I don't understand Kowalski can't do that and he's still somehow protected enough by people like I don't know it just it bugs me because it feels like narrative convenience
1: totally I mean and and I think that's the biggest criticism of the thing is that, yeah, it, things are just orchestrated in a way that's not necessarily natural, but to put in what they want to put in to get where they want to go. It's
0: a really good way of putting it. Orchestrated is, I think, the exact way that they, that they would do it.
1: And also what might be the worst part of the movie Tell is, me. I mean, besides the Johnny Depp factor, the, the worst part of the movie is the skull hookah.
0: Yeah, that was <laughs> weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just like when they were bringing that thing out I was like oh my god like that better not be a skull hookah. And then it was It was
0: very much a skull hookah. And and again, I don't feel like that fits in with Grindelwald very much and like what he's supposed to be there as, you know? Like that feels creepy, not charismatic, you well, know? yeah, and
1: it's just like what is it only like some evil thing that can like see things of the future. Why don't they makes it look like something cool? Mm-hmm. You know, some hourglass or you know yeah, so- something, something that's not that's just a, not a skull. A
0: yeah, and and I mean, Grindelwald should be able to just like blow smoke out of his own mouth. Like if Voldemort right? can can blow out fire, he can and turn that into a snake. He can do that, right? So ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Or else he should never have had the Elder Wand. Like, <laughs> exactly. He can't even do that.
0: <laughs> if he needs a skull hookah. <laughs>
1: the worst type of <laughs> cultural appropriation. Oh, so
0: I've, I've got another scene that bugged me. Okay. Um, is when, like, when, when they're getting attacked by the like cat monsters in the French Ministry of Magic. And he uses another beast to fight them off, like oh, for you me, might want
1: to say who is he?
0: I'm sorry. When Scamander, when when Newt uses another beast to fight them off, to me that just felt like something that Newt would never do. It felt so out of character for him to to pit beasts against each other in that way. And 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 I gathered, I guess, that the Chinese dragon beast—I forget the name of it—but it, it had some sort of way of kind of like jumping.
1: Through space. Through
0: space, yeah, like, teleporting in a kind of way, which is how they got out of the Ministry, which, I mean, was cool-looking but also confusing. But it just still, like, seeing them, like, claw and tear at each other, it didn't feel like what Newt should be known for. Like, he's good at handling beasts, not at putting them against each other. I think that that's something that just would be so against his character.
1: Yeah, and I could, I don't know, I feel like... Yeah, maybe the only reason he ran out was so that they could space jump, mm-hmm. but that should've been explained mm-hmm. better because when they mentioned oh he could go from like one side of Paris to the other in one jump, they didn't say anything about that, so it just doesn't evoke confidence. <laughs> but for sure. I think I don't know. Maybe maybe in certain circumstances when everybody's going to die including his magical beasts, like, he would do that. I don't, I don't know. But it was clear that the, the scene was in there to make things look cool mm-hmm. rather than to be practical because if he had just, like, jumped as soon as they came out, all of that wouldn't have needed to happen, and I think that's what Newt would have done, For right? sure. I mean, granted, that creature was super cool it looking. It was. Like, that That was a really cool creature. Yeah,
0: extremely well designed.
1: Yeah. And so it's like I understand they want to like show that creature off, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't know. P- figure out other things. Mm-hmm. Or, I, I don't just just something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, any other issues with the movie?
1: Um, I think I might have issues in the next movie, depending on how things are done. Uh, like. Right now, I don't have a big problem with Nijini's... I know they say Nagini, but that's never how I read it. <laughs> Me So Negini, yeah. so her outfit is a little more like sexualized and like her hair and how that done is, but to me that makes sense because of where she was and she was a part of this circus
0: yeah she was being exploited
1: exactly so i'm fine with it here but if in the next movie when that's not the case it continues then i'll be annoyed
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but as of now i'm withholding judgment on that to see what what happens in the next one. But I did appreciate how when she wasn't in that, you know, cage on display, they didn't put a lot of eye makeup and Mm. lipstick and stuff, um, which is commonly done to Asian women. Oh look how exotic they are, you know. So I I at least appreciated that bit. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, okay. I think we've forgotten a major problem.
0: Well I I was gonna ask uh (laughs) I imagine we're on the same page. How do you feel about the big reveal of Credence's identity?
1: You mean the ridiculous, <laughs> unwarranted, should-never-have-been reveal?
0: Yeah, that, that thing.
1: I, I'm a big fan.
0: <laughs> no, he's Aurelius, I think. I think Newt's brother was Theseus? It might have been what it was. Anyway, um, doesn't matter. Names. Um The fact that he's a Dumbledore.
1: Yeah, well, he shouldn't be.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was... Definitely a wish it was Empire Strikes Back style twist that, again, they didn't do, like, they didn't do any support or scaffolding for that. And this huge misdirection, which also didn't land, of that he might be a Lestrange, doesn't super well fit into the established narratives of what we know about the Lestranges, right? In the same way that now... We don't
1: know much about the Lestranges. That's
0: true, but we know that there's a Lestrange... The Lestranges that we do know about do not seem very well connected to Lestranges we find out about here, right? Because if all the Lestranges mm-hmm. have died that we're learning about in the Fantastic Beast movies, they're probably a different branch of the tree than Rudolphus ends up being, right? Mm-hmm. But now we're also learning more about another Dumbledore child, which, like, when you look at Dumbledore's parentage and the, his, the stories that he talks about of his parents, like... It doesn't make a ton of sense, and so they're gonna have to jump Timeline through some wise, narrative hoops. it doesn't
1: seem exactly that it would work. So my hope is that he's not gonna actually end up a Dumbledore, but that Grindelwald is like using this narrative to keep credence there. I don't know for for whatever reason. However, he manipulated. He's trying to. Do something with it mm-hmm. rather than it's based in any truth because I think it shouldn't be based in any truth because that's one of the big things too it's like Dumbledore is super powerful and he is super powerful and part of the whole points of the original books is that bloodline doesn't matter mm-hmm. like that's not what determines whether you're really powerful or not because you have voldemort and you have hermione and and even harry we're not sure how powerful he would be on his own Mm -hmm. versus whatever skills you know voldemort gave him and so it just seems to be if they do make it true it just seems to be like this weird thing
0: it's a really good point yeah
1: yeah and especially considering that Oh, well, the other two Dumbledores, it's like you have Aberforth, who's also powerful, but then their sister, mm. she wasn't, which is sexist and dumb. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: So yeah, there's there's just a lot of issues there. I, I don't think it's well set up. I don't think it's, it's well done. And, you know, I'll definitely be skeptical going into the next movie because of it.
1: Agreed. And that's another thing where it's just like, why, why is this new series still all about men? Mm. Like, the last one was. And it still had amazing things anyway. But now that you're making a new series, don't have it be all about men. And don't have only the men be the most powerful. So, problems.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think, did we ever see Tina and Goldie together?
1: Who's Goldie? <laughs> honey? <laughs> Are you talking about Queenie? Queenie. Goldie, honey. Goldie, honey.
0: Goldie, hon. Um Did you ever see Tina and, and did Queenie they, together?
1: Did they ever pass the Bechtel test? I, no. I don't think they did t- pass the
0: Bechtel test, but I'm wondering if uh, that even happened.
1: No, no, I don't think they ever saw each other.
0: That's, or maybe they did very, very briefly, but yeah, that's, that's, that's unfortunate because i liked their their relationship in the first movie mm-hmm. that was an interesting one but
1: well they had to have you know at least one female character on on the bad side that wasn't this french woman that mm. has no personality and
0: i don't know if we got know, her name n-
1: if we did nobody cares to Mm-mm. remember it
0: yeah that was that was weird all of of Grindelwald's cl- cronies were really weird, you know. The the guy who is working for the British Ministry, who like helps upset Credence, and then is told to watch over Credence, and then disappears and is never seen again. And then the guy, you know, who lost his tongue or maybe got his tongue split. And then her, like, they're all kind of just like weird characters to throw in that you don't get any real development for. Well, and then understanding you have
1: of. The- The other who clearly wasn't fully on board with him, Mm. who got like burned up, which again, that would have been interesting to find out. Like, why were you there? How did you get involved? Were you trying to spy like any of these things? But that just wasn't even there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and to kind of go even further on that train, I don't think that, that the setting had anything to do with what we were learning about. I I like the first one because it showed us kind of how things were different in New York versus London. But here, Paris, like, was just a setting. We didn't really meet any Parisian wizards or witches. We didn't really get engaged in their ministry of magic. All the Aurors who were hanging out in Paris were British or American. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Shouldn't we be learning something about Beauxbatons or, like...
0: You'd like Like to think, especially with... And that's the other thing is, you know, they had to include the carriage at the beginning for advertisements to make it seem like, oh, we're going to see the Bobatons' carriage, Mm -hmm. right? And then that's not it at all. And just, again... Things that probably the producers are all like, oh, what if we put this in and that way, you know, we can advertise it this way. We can build this uh, this Lego set that we can sell and whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, so it's like, what what is the point of being there besides Nicholas Flamel and I guess like the Lestrange family? Exactly. Like there's not really any reason. Yeah, they did not do a good world building job.
0: Agreed. All right, well, let's move on to some things that we enjoyed because we've been talking trash about this for 30 minutes now. Um, Not to say it doesn't deserve it, but there were some good things in the movie. Are you struggling to think of any?
1: (laughs) I mean, Eddie Redmayne is delightful. Yeah, he did a great job. He did a great job in the last movie. He does a great job in this movie. I think Jude Law does a great job as Dumbledore. I think that... (laughs) Not to go right back over the line to the negative section. I think that they should have made him a little more quirky in the dialogue mm. and in, in the actual plot. Because that is a part of Dumbledore's character. But for what he was given, like, I think he did a good job. Agreed. The Yeah, some of the magical creatures were super cool. Mm-hmm. I loved
0: fun. Newt's home. Mm-hmm. That was really, really well designed and really cool.
1: For sure. The little Baby Nifflers were adorable. Adorable. I would like to see them on screen. Maybe play with one for one hour, but <laughs> never be an owner. No. <laughs> no. A friend. <laughs> hey, what would we? What would Newt call himself? Newt admirer. Caretaker, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
0: The the one thing I did appreciate about kind of Lita and Yusuf's backstory is the ties to like colonial history, right? For sure. That like that. Lita's father took Yusuf's mother, brainwashed her, her, raped her, and then like mm-hmm. she died and he had no care about this other, like, younger girl, like and that, that he was French and that she was Senegalese, like that is I think so it is a good way of engaging into how the wizarding world is also gonna be around during these colonial, imperialistic phases of history.
1: Mhm. And how the colonial oppressors would misuse their power Mm -hmm. against the countries and the people they're oppressing so yeah i i did appreciate that i think it would have been a much more compelling reason on why Lita was disliked and Mm. teased and everything so much when she was at hogwarts you know if, if that information had gotten out because kids can be cruel and mean and terrible. So it would have brought in some racial aspects that would have been interesting to to delve into a bit.
0: Or even her being a biracial person, you mm-hmm. know? Like that kind of having a dual or non identity as that, you know? I think, yeah, these are really interesting things. Much better than something happened to your brother. Like Yeah. The people were just yeah teasing her because something happened to her brother. And maybe it was suspicious, but
1: and like I could see kids being mean and evil about race, mm-hmm. right? But not as much. Your baby brother died. Now we're gonna like tease you about tease that. you about it, you know? yeah? Like that. That doesn't follow through with human behavior quite as well. Yeah, agree. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, we digressed into negative <laughs> into again. a negative, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I am glad they at least had that. Although now I'm kind of wondering why was she at Hogwarts and not Beaubaton?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe she her her dad went from France to there. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> These are all questions that they raise and then don't answer.
1: I did find it interesting that part of what Grindelwald was using, even if it was derived from his stupid skull hookah, (laughs) at least it was an interesting idea of look at what these muggles do. Mm. Look at like, this is what they will do. We've just gotten out of a war. And now they'll put us into another one and it'll be even more destructive. This is inhumane and we have the power to do something about it. We should do something with that. I think it's a very compelling idea. I wish they would drive that home a little better. But the idea is interesting.
0: Yeah, I think that and then the scene like in his home where the two times my brain was actually like engaged and invested and like, oh, fascinating. Like, oh, and like coming up with ideas and questions and like really and newt's home oh got to got, got it um like those are the two times i really was engaged because yeah that i think that's a fascinating ethical question of if you know this is coming and you have power to stop it what is your responsibility to stop it you know mm-hmm. and of course he's using this as a way to manipulate for his own ends but
1: how do you know there's nothing about that dude that tells <laughs> you
0: no not at that all that he's
1: not sincere
0: but that was, I think, a really uh, interesting thing to add in. And I especially was compelled by the fact that it was Jacob who has the most visceral reaction. Mm. He was someone who fought in World War One, And he's like, another war? You can see how it's affecting him as a muggle. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that.
1: Well, yeah, and it, it's, it's interesting. We'll see if they get more into what the Wizarding World actually did mm-hmm. during the First World War. Because if it didn't really affect them you would think that they wouldn't really care that much like if they weren't involved it's like oh well there'll be another one right if the muggles wanna you know pummel each other to the death like we're just gonna leave them to do that but that's that's not what seems to be advocated for so it'll yeah, yeah they, they we'll do see.
0: mention that in the first movie that Newt served in Newt and his brother both served in World War one. Mm-hmm. Um. So we know that there's definitely some overlap going on. But yeah, that's another thing that I'm really, really fascinated by. And I hope that they don't, especially now that they've raised the specter of World War II, that they don't shy away from that moving forward, you know? Like that they don't keep it ambiguous the way they did with World War One. That'll, that'll be definitely an interesting conversation to hear as as they go forward and how they're engaging with, with that history. Because isn't Dumbledore's eventual fight with Grindelwald in 1945?
1: I think so. I mean, I don't know. That's what you told me. So. I th- yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that's the
0: case. So, And I, I think I remember hearing J.K. Rowling saying, like, that was purposeful. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be interesting because I think it'd be very fascinating to think w- how the Wizarding World would split. Like, would it be along country lines or would it be along, you know, other lines? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting.
0: Well, any other pros or cons
1: um i hope that they don't i think you you were suggesting the idea before like i hope they don't make like because we know obviously something's gonna happen to credence because credence isn't in right the rest of the series i hope they don't like make it like oh credence becomes fox or like something like that we don't need another layer we don't need this all to come together we don't need a way for it to seem like oh look it's not as bad that he's gone i mean that's like exactly what they did with like l3 and solo Mm -hmm. right yeah it's like no like you don't need to insert part of their person into something else so that it lives on if they're gone. They're gone.
0: Yeah, I absolutely so. agree.
1: And especially like trying to go back and rewrite something that's already been written. It just annoys me. Not, a part of Credence is not in both wands. Mm-hmm. Like, no.
0: Yeah, no. I, I,
1: I, I, I hope they won't do hope that do
0: they don't do anything like that. that but there's certainly, w- when you're going into the past, you need to make things really compelling in the connections that you're making or don't make connections, you know? Mm -hmm. Like this is far enough removed that you don't have to connect it really heavily to the further books, but they're leaning into that and and that makes it much trickier. And frankly, I'm not, I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to pull it off really well through the series, especially after this last movie.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's like, if you're going to do something like that with Nijini, like one, do it better. But like, Mm -hmm. regardless of that, just have that with one. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. I also had an immediate annoyance at the first thing on the screen being American Ministry of Magic. And I'm like, you just established that they're called like the Congress of Magic or something, not, or like Wizards Congress. Congress, Yeah. Like, it's not, they're not called the Ministry of Magic. Like, you are immediately either bringing in new things that you're not contextualizing or contradicting yourself. And Mm -hmm. like, as a continuity nerd, that frustrates me quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember when we saw that, I think you made some, like, annoyed sound. I'm sure I like, did. Like, right sitting right next to me. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was like, I was I had like a puzzled expression <laughs> on my face like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, because we had just seen it, and I was like, oh, that's really cool call, calling it the American Congress or what have you. And then they just go back on that. And I was like, why? Why are you doing this Exactly,
1: like... It should be according to the cultural context, mm-hmm. like of every country, you know, it should be called different things. Yeah. Oh, JK. I what are you doing?
0: Joe. <laughs> well, I think we're going to wrap it up there.
1: Yeah, sorry for our event session, or also <laughs> I not. mean, if
0: you're if you're listening this far, I'm sure that you appreciate it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you didn't, feel free to write us an email. Uh, let us know at Podcast at gmailcom or send us a, a more public rebuttal at geekcritiquepod on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram.
1: Hashtag want that skull hookah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess you could start that hashtag. I'm yeah. guessing you'll get trending. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Sorry, that's just the thing that I hated the most Yeah, no, it's
0: very bad so, uh, with that, we want to thank you very much for listening to this episode. We also want to thank Kimberly taylor Postel at Lacelet for designing our logo and for seeing the movie with us. You can find her designs at lacelet.com or on Instagram or Facebook by searching for Lacelet. You can find us on social media by searching for Geek Between the Lines on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Pinterest.
1: And next episode, we'll be back on our normal rotation, talking about death in The Hunger Games.
0: Yes, indeed. Until then, we'll see you next week. Geek out! out.